I call upon the dead spirit of my father, who art not in heaven. And barely had I, I said that, then this girl just went boom, sideways. My grandmother did. She lived, she worked in a Victorian school and she used to see Victorian school children all the time. He experienced me as an auditory and visual hallucination and I experienced him as the contents of a, a meditative state. Now, I think I've been accidentally projecting my astral body. We're getting up to the point very recently. I don't want to research it because I know I'll end up doing it. Um, I don't want to get stuck. I've got all the boxes yeah. here if you want to. Oh, he has. Does, is, is, it, like, is it a real phenomenon? Like, real, real? Uh, I, did, uh, I did test it out. You've got the, uh, the issue that it's connected to sleep paralysis <clears> sometimes. Uh, it's connected to hypnagogia sometimes. Um, it, it's called in psychiatry exoscopic hallucination. Um, but I've, uh, I've had things verified by third parties, you know, including my mother, if she was an objective third party, you know. Um, well, yeah, she was straightforward enough. Yeah, and I saw as a child the connecting cord that I, I didn't know. I didn't know, you know. But later when I read the classic, I've got it on my bookshelf, the classic uh, text on it by Sylvan Muldoon, it's supposed to connect the third eye, but I, it was the heart with me. I actually turned around and saw it. It was shocking. I'd shit myself if I did um, that. And then I got pulled back in. Holy God damn. So, I mean, is it a hallucination or are you actually leaving your body? It's a good question. It's a, it's, it's a good question. Mm -hmm. You know, as I say, I've, I've had experiences that you could interpret either way, but I have no objective proof. Mm. Either way, you know, but it's certainly interesting, you know. I've never used drugs, by the way, ever, uh, because I've never needed them when it comes to dissociation. That's for sure. Um, but I've definitely dissociated in, uh, in all sorts of different ways and got involved in all sorts of practices mm. involving imagery and breathing and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm comfortable with it in that regard, that it's just normal for me. Mm. Not normal for Paul, no, not at all normal for me. Normal I, used to, me. I used to say to him, do not come and see me. So when I, I was still at home. So I did, yeah. Do not attempt it. I didn't always manage a successful landing. Sometimes it over or under shoes, which was really, well, pardon the pun. Uh, but that was... Uh... Well, you actually go and haunt people, if I'm catching your drift. Yes. Yeah, I had... Uh, I had uh... Oh, God, so don't come and haunt me, because that seems right up your bloody alley as well. Don't do that. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for. That was the reaction I had, James. Be very careful. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I had some mates when I was very young, but still in the police, a young, a young police mm. officer who were hippies, you know, and they were into the wacky backy and everything like that, and musicians. Um, so I persuaded them to allow me to target them um, to see if I could turn up. And uh, we both had an experience that suggested that I turned up, put it that way. All right, all right. <laughs> There's no uh, need for that. Yeah. Well, it, it, it may have just been, you know, an hallucination and an unconfirmed uh, subjective report, anecdotal report from him. Who knows? Could, could you do things like meet places? Because that, that would be a brilliant thing. You know, well, you actually was, go... I actually targeted him to turn up in his house. And, and then, so did he, did he see you? He had a conversation with me. Oh, no. Stop it, Steve. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, it's very uh, upsetting. Yeah, I asked him to project as well, so we'd both be projecting. Um, but he couldn't. Probably because he shit himself, yeah. Mm. That's yeah. exactly what I'd do. That's exactly yeah. what I'd do. He experienced me as an mm. auditory and visual hallucination, and I experienced him as the contents of a, a meditative state. So you, you could argue any which way. I'm not bothered. I, I'm really not bothered. To me, it's just it, it was just interesting, uh, and it's one amongst many <laughs> that, that um, you know people talk about being psychonauts. You know, mm. I didn't need drugs for this. Yeah, I didn't. Do you think remote viewers do it? Well, yeah. I mean, it could be explained as a, as a remote viewing phenomenon. You know, um, who knows? Lots of things. We have lots of dream experiences and uh, paranormal experiences around people mm. dying. Oh, yes, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> and precognition. Uh, all sorts of loads and loads of stuff like that. So I'm, I'm quite comfortable that this, these things happen. Um, I'm also comfortable with the fact that they're still explainable for a materialistic continuum with respect to the universe. Because to me, simply because you have an experience like that doesn't mean mm -hmm. that it's non-material. Perhaps that we don't understand what matter is. If, if, you, if you invent an explanation for something at the moment or at the point at which your, your, uh, your, your, your theory for explanation runs out, well, that's just a diversion. You know, I'm absolutely sure that material reality is real. These other things, whereas they are real experiences, the objectivity of those experiences, I do not believe is outside of materiality itself. And the reason for that is that I don't know what matter is, so therefore I don't know where it begins and ends. I'm not prepared to invent something like, like a Cartesian dualistic, you know, sort of uh, substance that's separate from matter, because I don't know where matter begins and ends, but it is a real material thing that I can experience all the time. So I'm content with that. Um, precognition and, and all the other stuff uh, that's happened when we worked with that spiritual healer. For five mm. years we were apprenticed to him and uh, we saw some incredible things and experienced them. Um, that was all very interesting. And, and that's how I like to take experiences like that and always have done, as being interesting. And then there's another layer of interest beyond that, which is how people want to interpret these interesting experiences that they have and then how they build up these fantasies they just run away with themselves and it's like well you know what's going on here you're getting further and further away from the phenomenon and it's like that with dream analysis suppose somebody writes types out a text of a dream and puts it on the internet say it could be in a forum and then someone else responds well neither of those phenomenon are the dream they're not even the in-person presence of the dreamer who you can work with because it's going through text. All you're really doing is analyzing text. You're not analyzing the contents of the dream or any method for re-entering dreams, which is an iffy thing to suggest is even possible, but it's part of an amplification process, for example, with dreaming. So the further away you get from a phenomenon, and that can be by using drugs because it's still not exactly how the psyche would want to allow you, and I'm you choosing my words carefully by, by saying allow, what would want you to experience something? Uh, because you, you, you're using a, you know, an almost illegitimate leverage there to overstimulate your synapses to create something. How do you know 
to what extent any of it is, is valid because it might be wrapped up in other stuff that isn't. So, you know, you have to be really, really careful with, with using substances. Um, where, where you've got uh, mental illness, and, and you, that, that's more natural in some respects than a mental illness that's induced through a chemical, an extrinsic chemical, because it's still part mm. of the ordinary regulation and turnover of the psyche under normal conditions even if it is a disturbance in neurotransmitters or, or whatever that's behind it. In other words, you're not adding another layer, another confounding variable on top of a natural phenomenon. So when, when it comes to, um, to working with, with, with so-called paranormal uh, phenomenon, just let it happen, you know. It will, after a while, if it happens often enough, just take on an ordinary aspect to it, and you'll see that it's just woven into the fabric of daily life. Uh, and apart from, as happened to you recently, where a book flew off the shelf quite dramatically on, on camera, on camera um, it's relatively unobtrusive. It is. It does become a part of normal life. They've happened to Jane her, when she was making a big decision. Her watch broke off her wrist, symbolic, yeah. presumably, of she's out of time or something yeah. like, like, like that. And yeah. uh, happened, yeah, recently two people I've worked with, of course, have had uh, things regarding mothers spontaneously breaking. Yeah. You know, and it was one day after the other, people who I'm sort of connected to. I'm not saying I'm the nexus of this, but it's like you, you enter into this little field, you become engaged, and then it does become yes. normal. The only thing I don't want, and I'm only saying this because I'm not, I'm not going to hold it in. What I do not want, please, is for an actual ghost to come and visit me. I couldn't take that because then, because then that then leaves the realm of that's interesting to, well, I actually just saw a ghost, you know, and I, I can't switch off my amygdala. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. It's just not not a pleasant thing. Well, um, if it happened often enough, you get used to it. Is this your way of saying... No, you know, no, no, I'm not, I'm not planting a suggestion. I mean, no, 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 but, you know, it's kind of like I've got, I've got wisdom, funny, wisdom of the elders. If, if things happen often enough, you get used to them. And then, of course, there's, there's how you interpret them. If you interpret them from within a framework that you're comfortable with, it's also not a problem. It's only when what you experience apparently doesn't match that framework or you've created a framework which is, mm. through auto-suggestion, damaging. Uh, and, and what is it that you're experiencing? I mean, I've had some experiences that quite clearly I just can't explain in a normal sense, but they definitely happened. Uh, and they're very interesting. And I, I can't solve them any other way than, say, the hypothesis of uh, precognition just can't so that has to sit uh until a better explanation comes along but it's uh, it is interesting the, the more you work with the psyche in depth the more this will happen for sure yeah. yes it fits into your frame as well of validating things with experience too because you know yeah. if you experience the paranormal or you experience synchronicities it's like that's a very very different thing than just making fluff up like some yeah. of the archetypal fantasies we've been talking about. So I, 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 I don't want to say out there as well that my mother's side doesn't experience the paranormal whatsoever. Or, well, no, that's actually a lie. My grandmother did. She lived, she worked in a Victorian school and she used to see Victorian school children all the time. And then, then it was, but it was, I think it was after or just before she discovered that the caretaker had hung himself. So that was yeah. obviously a horrible thing. My mum told me that story when I was very small and it was not very pleasant to hear that. No. Uh, <laughs> on my, on my dad's side as well, like, they're all Irish, proper Southern Irish types that are like really like country types. If paranormal was normal in their everyday life all the time. I saw, I saw one of my aunts who lives on the Isle of Wight. I went over her house. Like her house is so 
you can't even make it up. She had a mouse skeleton just sitting in, in her garden. It's like that level of kind of strange. And she yeah. says she comes downstairs all the time and her downstairs is different. She just sometimes goes and it's like back in time to what the house used to be. And she, and she, and she looks outside and there's like Roman people walking around. She's like, oh, it's just normal. Absolutely normal. It's completely normal. I'm like, is it? Is it really? So I don't know. There might be a, a hereditary element here or everyone, I don't know. They seem to be of a generation. Maybe they were taking too many drugs in the 60s or something. I, del- I deliberately stayed away from anything like that. And I took that choice as a very, very young person that if I was going to explore the psyche, I wanted to explore it on its own terms without anything getting in the way. You know, that it could be blamed for it because it was quite clear that that happens. You know, uh, when I was young, there were hippies everywhere and they were all just gone, you know, literally on cloud nine, planet nine, nine, anything. But they, they weren't on Earth in, in that sense. So the contents of anything that they experienced, you could not separate for sure from the effects of the substance that they took. Uh, with uh, people who are, who are mentally ill uh, and who are hallucinating or have delusions, it's a frightening thing for them and it's a frightening thing for the family. Um, but you, you can also uh, say that, that that content has a more naturalistic element to it than anything that's induced by a substance, even if that's alcohol, you know, mm. which is the most obvious personality changer that you're going to experience in daily life. Mm. I, don't, I don't drink either. I won't, uh, I won't do it, not because, you know, I'm bothered particularly. It just doesn't interest me. I've never encountered ghosts when I drink. Drink was always my, my drug of choice. Still enjoy a nice pint, and there's no ghost. That's quite a safe one. You, you yeah. relax and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, people like hallucinations no, turn no up. No judgment for, for people drinking at all. I was just saying that that's a, a yeah, daily course, life experience that, 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 that <laughs> people can have. Um, but I think if you're serious about the psyche, then you, you must meet it on its own terms. Must it? Yeah, but like I say, you, you've, you've not been poisoned by Catholicism. No. And that creates, generates a lot of fear in people. It does. It took me a long time to, to let does. go of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that reminds me actually of mm. uh, that nurse um, when we did the uh, the Ouija board. Mm. Well, uh, well, uh, yes, it's a good example it, of it. It, it was it? funny. Uh, well, <clears throat> um, yeah, the, this was another one of these hard bitten nurses, you know, a nice person, but she was training with us. Mm. And uh, she was doing the, uh, the year that was set aside for doing hypnosis and all of its forms, all the imagery and everything. And as I said on another podcast, we would train people to deal with the occult and people who were manifesting things by putting it into the same context that Carl Jung did, as found in his dissertation on the psychology and psychopathology of so-called occult phenomenon. My father just died about a month before. So we set the Ouija board up. And this, this nurse was over on my right, and we were all, you know, all fingers on the glass. And of course, it was all moving due to an idiomotor, collective summation of idiomotor responses. So I said, I call upon the dead spirit of my father, who art not in heaven. And barely had I, I said that, then this girl just went um, sideways. <laughs> and um, completely unconscious before she hit the floor. <laughs> and she also took out a practice manager from a local well, GP practice, which was a good thing. <laughs> took her out as well on the way down. Um, it's just collapsed and out and gone yeah. and she was Catholic <clears throat> yeah. so, so, that, so that, that short circuit there, yeah. we went straight to the brainstem and switched off her consciousness Boom, yeah. gone, out um, there you go didn't bother me and yeah. it was my dad <coughs> uh, but that's because we had a different way of perceiving what we were experiencing and, and like yes, so I, did not, definitely I did not have Roman Catholic conditioning no, you didn't. Uh, not uh, so I didn't have the superstitious fear of what we were doing yeah even though what I said potentially was a challenge 
to the dead spirits of my father who art not in mm. heaven. You know, but, but so this young lady, that was like trying to summon the devil up. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yes, because that would make sense in the Catholic framework. I was raised Catholic as well. And uh, mm. yeah. like, I, I remember looking it up as well. Maybe this is where my fear of ghosts comes from. Yes. I remember I remember looking up on the internet when I was fairly young, like, do, do Catholics believe in ghosts? And the answer is like, no, they don't. Like, mm-hmm. they, they're not meant to anyway. Yes. Like, it doesn't make any, any, any sense. It's just there is this underlying level of superstition because if yeah. demons exist and they have appeared, yes. then maybe the ghosts are demons. And then the demons mm-hmm. are always coming for you. And then, then the beliefs become quite pagan, actually. If you talk to general Catholics, like, mm-hmm. in, in depth, at least where I'm from, it becomes mm-hmm. like, well, there are angels all around us all the time. And yes, there are demons true. all around us all, all, all the time. And it's like, it's not in scripture. It just seems to arise from this type of thing. Yeah. I, I I don't like that very much personally and no no respect to anybody else with their beliefs of mm. course but it's just a bit kind of like i'd rather it's a bit, a bit like um you know you better not pout you better not cry santa claus is always watching you and all this kind of thing yeah. like, I'd, I'd rather not actually i'd rather be by myself alone my own psyche is kind of enough yes. i think yes far healthier yeah. <clears throat> a, lot, a lot of christians are um secret polytheists in terms of superstition and uh, the system itself, because it's populated with saints who are prayed to as yeah. well, you know, it's not just the Trinity, because for some Christians, uh, it's also that. And in effect, there's very little difference between a whole pantheon of deities. Um, so, you know, add a little bit of superstition and weak echo boundary to that and cultural conditioning, and you set someone up for something awful. Yeah. Um, Satan, right, belongs in those cultures that produced Satan. <clears throat> and if you believe in, in those things, then you're basically creating your own devil and your own demon who under the, the right conditions will come for you. I know that firsthand as well. The um, Even down to the whole idea of the Dante's Inferno, which I was so attached to. It's that yes. Dante was looking at the shadows of Christianity, not as I thought it was, objective morality that, uh, that arose from these sacred texts it's like no it was a belief system like satan didn't exist in ancient greece or ancient mm-hmm. rome no 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 because they were primitives they were, they were pagans and they didn't refer to themselves as pagans that, that's a term of abuse you know, it's uh, and one that the so-called pagans have adopted which is a shame you know i have welsh ancestry on my father's side direct line <coughs> But, you know, to call yourself Welsh, if you are from Wales, is effectively calling yourself a term of abuse because it means foreigner. It means stranger. A foreigner in their own land. The the term was was given to them by the invading Germanic tribes, the Angles and Saxons. And they took it on and started calling themselves that, which is daft. Uh, It's the same with uh, the notion of pagan as well. They, they, the Greeks and the Romans in the pre-Christian era regarded themselves and rightly so as being extremely civilized. It's just a strange trick the psyche plays, isn't it? Mm. Collectively. Yes, it is, and that that uh, even even the myths that the, the Romans seem to have dreamed up about the Druids and all of their human sacrifice, it sort of yeah. still sticks. Because if you mention Druids to people, it's like you know cloaked people in the woods sacrificing yeah. human beings. It's like no, probably not. Yeah, well, the Romans were were not uh, not unafraid of doing things like that. They just dressed it up differently as a sport and called it the games and the gladiatorial arena and so forth. And you know, crucifixion was was a very popular way of uh, disposing of people and had been for hundreds and hundreds of years before the Christian era. Now it goes on all over the place that kind of thing, and then projection. 